I'm Oka Katrina. And I'm Sarah the Rebel. And this is the Woman, Woman Up Podcast. Podcast. We're gonna keep practicing. We're getting better at that. <laughs> I thought that we were taking a break in Woman <laughs> Up Podcast. Because that's what we did. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna get better we're at practice. that. Practice. Uh, today is uh, nothing short of an extremely fast news day, and then we are going to jump into our main topic, which is harassment versus criticism. Because criticism, because criticism. <laughs> I have Pringles in my jaw. Still. <laughs> We're eating Pringles. So give me a second. I'm sorry. My you're a little weird, but um, the, there seems to be a lot of confusion between that. Also, the word censorship. Nobody knows how to use that one anymore. Um, oh, and First Amendment. And First Amendment, Second Amendment, yes, like, second. Those, nobody knows anything anymore. Guys, go to school. Um, so we're going to talk about all that, and then we've got some rad chick pics, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I was wondering if I could uh, start this off with a short story. Okay, cool. So there are a lot of birthdays today. Uh, my niece was born today, physically Woo, today. Congrats, so, niece! Second Welcome. niece! Hello, Sam! Um, and... Is she watching the baby? <laughs> My one-day-old niece will be like, oh, yeah, she, she's I in the chat. Her. She's in the chat. Um, shout out. Shout out. Thank you. Follow her at Sammy J. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it is also the birthday of Katie Johnson, who was the inspiration for R2KT. Katie, uh, her father is the founder of the 501st Legion, which is the costuming group that... Uh, all the stormtroopers, the bad guys of um, Star Wars, they're the costuming group for that. And they were already known to do charity work, but Katie uh, fell ill uh, and she got cancer in 2004. And she loved Star Wars. She loved comic books. There were like little pictures of her dressed as Wonder Woman. And the 501st just completely fell for this kid and they designed her a droid. And she died before R2-KT was fully completed, but another droid builder repainted his R2 unit and sent it to her uh, completely, like, silver and pink so that she could, like, hang out in the hospital with it. So, today Katie would have been 17, so happy birthday to Katie, and shout out to the 501st Legion and her uh, dad, Albin, who is still a wonderful, incredible person for heading up this whole thing. Yay! Katie's the best! She can do pretty rad things. Yes. And we all put our hearts in it. We really can. Hello to MCS or hello to Little Tech Girl. I thought you weren't going to be watching because it's like 5 a.m., but I, I'm not going to complain. Hello, Bay Knight. I remember that your name is Gary now. Uh, and hello to everybody else. Um, so we're going to dive right into the news. First of all, I finally saw Age of Ultron, so we can very briefly share our thoughts. Um, <laughs> I didn't really like the movie. It, it, you know what, I, and I expected to come out feeling like not, you know how when you leave Marvel movies you always feel like a superhero, or is that just me, like you have this, this you thrill feeling, you feel right. pumped, yes. right? Yes, And I, you know, I expected like this would be like after Empire Strikes Back, or Back to the Future 2, or something like that, where it's like, it's not gonna be a happy ending, cause it's leading into this big event. Right. But it still felt like there was a golf ball sized, like, chunk of heart missing that mm-hmm. usually comes with Marvel films, yeah. among all of the other problems. Like, that was the big gaping thing to me. Is I, gaping. <laughs> um, I didn't come out of the movie, you know, thrilled or anything. Like, everything was kind of like, oh, um, well, that was really cool, but, but, um, and that's how I felt all through the movie. Um, yeah. So I, I, I hope that maybe it goes down in my history as, like, the good bridge, and then we can, like, leave the bridge. Right. Yeah, I, I, 
I knew it wasn't going to be great for me when, for the first opening sequence, I was already taken aback. Because, if you guys remember, I complained about a scene in The Hobbit where Legolas looks like he's made out of plastic, mm. and he just looks like Stretch Armstrong toy, just mm-hmm. flipping through, and the audience laughed when it happened because it was just so odd looking. Mm-hmm. That's, and I saw it in 2D, but that's how everything looked. It almost looked like there was a, an editing rush job done on mm. this movie instead of like proper editing, which would have handled that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very difficult what they're doing. It's incredibly, you know, CGI tech-wise, it's incredible that mm. they're able to make things that look sort of like people do all these crazy things, but it all go- is for nothing if I'm so distracted by how ridiculous it all looks. Like, And then even little things, like there's this part where Thor is standing on a truck in the forest, and mm-hmm. I look at it, and I'm like, wow... That's a really obvious green screen. Mm-hmm. Normally, you don't even notice the green screen in Marvel movies because you're so mm-hmm. you're wrapped up in it. And I don't, I just don't know if the editing was just something was weird or off, or they had to rush. And then, you know, just the editing story and pacing wise too, it seemed like it was very obvious things were taken out. Mm-hmm. And people are talking about it like it's a goddamn video game where we're gonna get the DLC later. Yeah. Like, well, I can't wait for the full cut. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not go down that fucking slippery slope with movies. First off, half of the things you have heard were cut. Never, they never got filmed. Like these scenes that they're talking about, there is a fifty percent ch- chance that like they never ever they ever got filmed. Right. They just wrote them, and like as soon as they presented the script, they were like, "Nope, Josh, you got to get rid of this." Right. No more Black Thor scenes. For you. More Thor in the cave. Let's not gotta, have let's do that it. lady in the cave. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, I don't want us to get down that slippery slope where we forgive a movie because we're looking forward to the the full. Version. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie as is in the theater. It was not as good as a lot of the other Marvel movies. I listed, I put it about halfway through in my top list of all Marvel movies. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'm happy we both saw. I I don't feel like I hate Joss Whedon having seen it. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is no anger. Right. Like I'm not. I'm not know. super happy about Natasha's character, but not. I didn't feel it was as extreme as some people felt it was. That I feel like that's the only thing I want to comment on. I feel like. Natasha bringing up not being able to have children mm-hmm. was brought up intentionally because Bruce literally just said, I can't have kids. Right. And Natasha was like, that's something we have in common. Right. It wasn't like, that is the defining moment of my life and right. I can't have babies. It was like, no, this is a thing we share. Right. And I think her saying, I'm a monster directly after that, I didn't fe- when I was watching it, it didn't mm. come across to me as she was saying, not being able to have children makes me a monster. Mm-hmm. I felt she was just combating his excuses with her own stuff as to say, mm-hmm. like, you could, anything you can throw at me, I can throw back at you because I'm also a monster. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't, as a woman who's dealt with these sorts of things, it didn't to me feel like infertility, she was saying infertility made her a monster, mm-hmm. which is something that people were screaming about. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about this later in our main topic because that just happened. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, all right. Where's Natasha? Hashtag. Where the fuck is Natasha? Okay, today, um, Audrey from Marvel tweeted out a new 7-inch uh, figure playset that Good. Natasha's going to get. There she is. Oh, there's <laughs> one whole Natasha. I'm very excited to see it. It looks great. So, um, But there's uh, there was a debacle recently. Debacle? Good work. A debacle. Oh my god, guys. Pringles. Right? I love Pringles. They make me feel so classy. Um, hold on. Let me get my hand out of this. <laughs> I feel so classy. <laughs> <laughs> They call it Pringle Can Claw. 
Ulysses <laughs> Egerman. Pringle. You see now? <laughs> I am also a monster. See? <laughs> we're all monsters. Here. We're all, we're still feminists. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, what was they saying? <laughs> Pringle's distracted me. Uh, where oh, it's a battle. Okay, so two playsets were released featuring the classic scene where Black Widow jumps out of the uh, jet with uh, on a motorcycle, and it's awesome, and she goes and saves Captain America's ass because he loses his shield, right? Remember mm-hmm. that? Well, guess what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Natasha's not on any merchandise that is featuring that scene. Captain America is on the bike uh, with his shield secured uh, because Lord knows he can't hold on to it, and Nat gets to fly the plane. And in another place that... Iron Man rides the bike. And the Captain America playset is the uh, Hasbro playset mm-hmm. while the Iron Man is Mattel. And it's like, did, I mean, it's not even did you guys see the movie, it's did you guys see the trailer? Like, right. let's think about this. How could you, they remove Black Widow from her own scene. Right. It was pretty crazy. And, you know, I've heard some even friends of mine debating, like, oh, well, it's because she's a le- less interesting character, because mm-hmm. she's not a superhero, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, my response to that is, well, you better give us some motherfucking superhero females then, huh? Secondly, um, really? Because when I was growing up, me and my nephew both had tons of action figures. Mm-hmm. And we both had male and female action figures. Like I said, at the very least, because in his simple little childish mind, he needed girlfriends mm-hmm. for his character. So even if, like, the whole argument is, oh, you know, we don't want to make merch for female uh, young consumers because we're aiming at boys, mm-hmm. the idea that boys don't want to play with female characters is really strange to me. Because that was never the case with my toys. Shit, my yeah. toys had big-ass titties, too, so my nephew was always borrowing them. <laughs> my mom would find my toys in, like, sex position. She'd be like, Sarah! And I'd be like, it, w- it wasn't... <laughs> Mama, you know good and well I didn't do that. <laughs> Let me go talk to Brandon again. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm sure some of you guys who had toys, if you had enough of them, had female figures as well. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that freaking weird. You've got to have the team. Right. Like, you've got to have the team. And this really worries me because some people, their immediate reaction was like, oh, well, that'll change come September when we get Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, no. These are the same people working on these toys. Mm-hmm. It's... It's them. It doesn't matter if our main heroine is Rey. It doesn't matter if Rey picks up Luke's lightsaber and Luke is like, that is your lightsaber for life and you're the main character of Star Wars. Like, (laughs) Mark Hamill's like, you're it, kid. And Hasbro will be like, what? What? You mean, oh, you mean Poe Dameron is the, oh, wait, wait. He's Guatemalan. Who's white? Donald Gleason is the la- main lead. They're just gonna put Luke at all the toys again. They're just gonna be like, actually, he did everything. Let's just put young Luke and old Luke in the same. <laughs> it's, like that. it's old Luke teaching young Luke how to use a lightsaber. We'll just put Kilo Ren, except he's holding Daisy's lightsaber, and he's her in the scene. And I think it's too just this misunderstanding from a lot of my male friends that I want to address that. Things were not bad back in the day, now that you bring that up. Mm-hmm. Because our friend Rob, who we know and like to have beers with, mm-hmm. was like, man, I if the internet was around back then, people would have been complaining that Princess Leia wasn't uh, flying this, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, actually, as a child, I did complain. I did complain that Princess Leia A was the only woman I got to really see in the mm-hmm. movies, and B, that she wasn't a Jedi, because we find out later that she fucking was. Mm-hmm. But it was in the movies, as strong as she was, I still would have liked to see her do more, because she was the only fucking bone I was thrown. Mm-hmm. So I do just want to remind people that who think that everything is bad now, and the SJWs have taken over now, like, 
no, no, no. We were always complaining. You just didn't always have to listen to us or hear us. And you've got to think about it. If you're one person and in the Avengers lineup you have at least a variety of voices speaking for you, a variety of characters, experiences, storylines... Those are all representing boys and men in a diverse way. We've got Nat. We've got Nat and we have Wanda, and I'm so happy and proud to have them. I'm totally cool with that. But that's it. Like, and you know what? They announced the Captain America Civil War lineup, and there are three women. And there are 13 men. Yeah. That's less than Age of Ultron. Like, that's less women. Like... You guys gotta understand when this really starts to tip the scale. It's like, what's going on? Like, a lot of you are gonna have daughters one day. What are you gonna tell them? What are you, like, that's the, what are you gonna tell them? You can't be a superhero. Sorry. Here's Barbie. Play with this dumb thing I don't like. Do you know I turned all my Barbies into warlords as a child? Oh, yeah. I've had this conversation with y'all. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Why couldn't I just have warlords? Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Zena and Gabrielle toys eventually came out. Yay! I, I don't know, kids' toys back in the day were, like, we they were, were limited, better, but they were though. better. <laughs> I had a female Venom. I didn't even know her name. I just had her. Mm-hmm. I know who she is now, but it's just like, she wasn't some big star in a movie. They didn't have to make all these excuses to make her fucking toy. It mm-hmm. was, she's cool looking. Here's your toy, kids. Yep. Like, what, guys? Anyway. We should move with Wait, this. Let, <laughs> Agent Carter was Agent renewed. Agent Carter is renewed. Pringle cheers. Remember to um, go buy the book I wrote about it? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes, if a ton of you buy it, maybe they'll ask me to write the book for season two. That would be nice. Um, and along with the announcement that Agent Carter is renewed, a uh, fan hashtag has sprung up called Diversify Agent Carter. Um, really excited to see that, but basically everyone is sh- slamming Marvel and ABC and the writers and everybody with pictures of people of color and stories about um, LGBT folks and everything that was happening in the 40s um, to stop the whitewashed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys can't tell anybody who told you this story, but it's story time. Uh-oh. I will not tell you who said these things, but it is somebody very important. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing my interviews for the book, I asked them about the lack of people of color in the show. Mm-hmm. And they said it was something deliberate that they did as far as the any main or important characters because they felt it would be a disservice to racism to pretend that racism doesn't exist but sexism does. Mm-hmm. They were like, what kind of, like, ma- yes, it's a fantasy world and we could say racism doesn't exist, but then doesn't that make racism seem less important than sexism? Mm. And to them, they felt that it was a very important topic and they wanted to actually fully address it. Mm-hmm. So they said if Agent Carter gets future seasons and they can move past the whole sexism story, which was their PS8 episodes, all they have was eight episodes. They only had eight, guys. Then they wanted to explore that more because they said it wouldn't seem natural for Peggy to be fighting for feminism and fighting for her disabled friend and saving her black friend from getting kicked out of the seat of the bus. They were like, it's just like, she can't be everything. They wanted Mm -hmm. her to feel very authentic and so they, that is something they know and they have said and they've put out in the universe. So I'm going to be on that hashtag making them back it up. They also mentioned how cool it would be to check out the Tuskegee stuff that was happening in that time. So who knows? That might have to be another series because you know they do like to make other series. But mm-hmm. I would love to see it mentioned or touched upon. So get on that hashtag and tell them you want to see more people of color. The cast has already are- noticed. And, 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 and the response is positive. So keep asking. Like... Mm-hmm. 
again, you're going to learn a lot more about criticism versus harassment and how yeah. to do these things properly. We're going to tell you how and to not do it in a weird, today. creepy, yeah. terrible way. Did Yay. you move the Pringles further away from me? Oh, I'm sorry. Here. I'm wow. sorry. I just that was an down. instinct. You were like, I'm. these are mine now. I want to take them. <laughs> Rosario Dawson will be in Daredevil Season 2 and other shows. Yes. So she played, oh my god, Bailey. Can y'all hear him? They can't hear you? Okay. Jeez. Uh, she plays like, what, Nurse Claire or something? Midnight mm-hmm. Nurse? I can't remember. Anyway, she was <laughs> pretty cool for the episodes of Saw and um, she basically patches Daredevil up when he gets in some crap. Bailey really likes to talk about Rosario Dawson. She's really hot. Um, But the fact that she might be in other shows could be really interesting potential for those shows. So I'm excited to see her pop up in more stuff. Oh, speaking of women and superhero stuff. Supergirl trailer's out! Hey, did anyone see the, uh, the SNL skit for a Black Widow movie? Because I feel like the Supergirl trailer writer's Probably saw that with. They stole our trailer! <laughs> oh, I'm happy. I know Katrina and I probably have different opinions on this, so I'm gonna let her talk in a second. I'm happy we're getting a Supergirl show. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that they're taking her strength very seriously. She looks strong. She looks like she got, you know, she's doing some shit. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they framed it exactly the way SNL joked that shit would have to be framed, which I work as a. PA, and I'm getting coffee, and oh, there's this guy who has a crush on me, and oh my god, I'm a superhero. And it was just, <laughs> I was just kind of like, whoa, but I'm hoping that all that PA stuff happens in the first episode, and then like the episode ends with her saving the plane, this is my hope. And then from then on, she's just Supergirl. And then I think I could stand this series. Your thoughts? Um, I thought that that trailer would not have worked if we put Black Widow in it. But for Supergirl, yes, absolutely. The way I remember Supergirl is that she's a freaking teeny bopper, and they aged her up until she was this person. Um, a PA. I, a PA. And uh, also, uh, just a note, Callista Flockhart is amazing. I mean, I can't fault the show. It's got her on it, and she's wonderful. Like, there's a reason Harrison Ford married her. Because she's a steal, okay? Um... Uh, uh, James. I'm totally cool with that. I'm cool oh my with god, that. yeah. <laughs> somebody great, was like, great casting. Um, somebody, one of our mutual friends, Bryant, said w- wired uh, N on the new Jimmy. And I was like, why, 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 why? That man's hot. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that. But some, I saw some racist like, are they replacing all the redheads with black people? Because of Iris West and him. I'm just like... I do want to point out a little, <laughs> little history lesson for you. Back in the day, redheads were considered on par with black people. They were, in fact, called the N-words of white people often, and it was a really bad thing to be a redhead. So, uh, sorry, not sorry that your redhead got replaced with a black man. How can I be sorry? Look how hot he is! <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to yell. But for me, again, uh, this opening to a story, this, like, I mean, she, she actually wants to help, and that... That nature of Kara, despite being too sheepish for my liking, because because Kara was outgoing, um, right. that nature of, like, I want to help, look what I can do, why, I want to do a thing, and then she saw her chance and went for it, mm-hmm. like, 
that's a character that I can get behind because I know that's completely true to the comics, Kara. You know, this girl goes on to be Power Girl. Mm -hmm. She's amazing. And I think... Don't you say that keyboard. Sir! Okay, fine. Um... Oh, ah, you're gonna stop the podcast. <laughs> Oops. Is it still going? It's still going. All okay, right. sorry. I um, I think that we're going to see classic DC darkness come get into the show, but uh, that that whole that whole intro was an intro. Like I can tell you that that's all from like the first or two episodes. Right. Or so you can tell. Right. Like yeah. So I have high hopes for it. Um, I don't have like super high hopes. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, how refreshing. Like I'm not sitting here watching. <laughs> Fucking Oliver Somebody Queen. Somebody got a spike through his face. Yeah, like, oh, or, and not even that, just Oliver Queen sitting there and having, like, relationship problems for 30 minutes. Like, like he has relationship problems, and he works out, and then there's, like, a 10-minute fight, and it's like, well, that's Arrow, everybody! Like, <laughs> Guys, I watched my second episode ever of The Flash. <laughs> that acting is horrible. I'm sorry for those of you who argued with me. I'm gonna imitate one of the girls on the show. That's all she does! Every time she's in a scene, she's so distracting! Who is your coach? Who is your acting coach? Stop it with the crazy eyes! Mm-hmm. And then the bad guy, Captain Cold, he's like, um, Captain Cold. You, just have, to skip, you have to skip everything and just just go to Trickster. Just go to, just skip everything. Don't even worry about what's going on in the Flash's life. Just watch the Trickster episode. I will think about it, just but because. I just watched the latest episode. But it's like, it's like watching, um... A Joker episode, but not a Joker episode. But it's a Joker episode. I'm, I don't know if I'll do it, man. Because even, like, the whole, I like Cisco as a character. But then that lady hitting on him looked like a really old lady hitting on a really young man. If it was her makeup or what. Leave Cisco alone. He's a baby. It made me really uncomfortable. He's a like, little baby. He's a perv. <laughs> anyway. My lord. I'm sorry. That In much more disappointing. Bad acting. How do people just appear out of nowhere? There's no story in that show. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. In much more disappointing trailer news, the gem trailer is out. Hannah Montana and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats is more outrageous than this movie. Where the fuck is my glitter and my glam? Where's Synergy? Where... Where's their fucking where, computer, guys? Where are the, um... The misfits. Fucking misfits. <laughs> where are the misfits? Where's everything? Even William Shatner was like, wait a second. Where are the misfits? Like... <laughs> I just... I'm trying to be reasonable. Because this is for this generation of young people. They're obviously not making gem and the holograms for me and you, right? It's not gem, though. It's not... It's just... It's like your standard music teenage movie. It's like... It's so tropey. Oh, I'm a small town girl, and I don't know how to be popular. But somebody else uploaded my video. Oh my, oh, god, god. oh my god, everything's great! Oh my god, oh no, I just changed everything about myself to do this. I'm gonna go through an arc where I do that and I lose my friends, and I realize my friends are more important than the old. Oh, I'm sorry, did I just spoil this fucking movie for you? Yeah, the whole trailer gives away the movie. Like, what's happening? Like... Did they think that making the the manager, like, female would make us like them more or something? And I'm upset because I really like Hailey Kiyoko. Like, mm-hmm. I interviewed her for Insidious, and then I, like, watched all of her older shit because she's, like, so cute and nice. And uh, I really wanted to see her in this movie, and now I just don't want to see it at all. And because it's not Gem. It's just a standard movie, like, drama, tropey shit piece. Listen. And then they put Gem on it, and they're like, here's the thing everybody knows. 
Gem is her name. No one else is the same. Gem is her name. Mm-hmm. What was that? P.S. The music that was playing. What was that? That made me really unhappy. That was not glam rock. It wasn't <laughs> even like a cool, like modern version of anything. Like it wasn't bouncy. It wasn't Gem. There's a lot of cool modern music that's bouncy and and inspired. And I don't understand why things weren't pulled from that. Yeah. Pipers, we know you'll see anything horrible and you like everybody horrible. We're not mm-hmm. surprised. <laughs> the Nintendo World Championships are back. Woo! It's almost like they brought back, like, guts. Do you have it? Guts. What? Nothing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. 25 years since the last and only... World Championship. It's kind of weird that they never did it again. It must have done poorly. Yeah. I hope they have a really good planning committee this time around. Yeah. (laughs) I think they'll Um, do okay. I I do think it's interesting from a marketing perspective. I'm like, oh, they partnered with Best Buy to do this. This is a really smart thing. Like, that's like the marketing me, but the fan of me is just like, I have to find Best Buys to go to if I want to play. Dude, there's one, like, right by my house. Oh, good. Because yeah. I don't know where Best Buys are because I never set foot into physical stores. <laughs> I'm a digital <laughs> person. Unless it's Ralph's because I'm not comfortable buying my vegetables from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I buy vegetables. I'm fucking lying to you, bros. <laughs> it's okay. Me too. She was like, do you have any snacks? So I was like, Pringles and cookies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm trying. I'm drinking more water. Uh, me too. Yeah. This is like my third water bottle in like three days, which is really good for me. Um, Double Dare over Guts. I'm not going to argue with you. Oh, yeah, Double Dare was the shit. I'm not arguing with you. But, yeah, but it it feels like that era again. Like, people are posting, like, vintage Nintendo ads of, like, the Power Glove and shit. Yeah. And... And the the video that they did with Reggie was pretty adorable. Yeah, it was was cheesy, but it was was cute cheesy. Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Um, there's an X-Force show coming. The New Mutants! Oh, it's a movie, right? I thought it was a movie. I thought it was a spin-off movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I read it wrong. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's a spin-off movie, but, The guy you know, who did Fault in the Our Stars is helming it, so maybe. Well, I think, yeah, it's a spin-off movie, yeah. I trust um, you more than I trust myself. But, yeah, uh, New Mutants, uh, which means, I guess, Michael Fassbender will be back again to connect all the movies, because... They're getting, I mean, Hugh Jackman is doing Wolverine for the last time, so they're probably going to start connecting the movies through Xavier instead of Wolverine, uh, which is going to be an interesting change. And, yeah, I mean, it was one of the most popular spinoff series ever in all of comics history. It's and on the cable, right? Yeah. No, no, no. What? No, the New Mutants are all, like, the young Oh, there's New Mutants. Sorry, I wrote X-Force. That's why I was confused. Oh, yeah, no, no. X-Force is the one with Cable. It's, uh, New Mutants. So, yeah, uh, a bunch of kids. Um, but it's really cool. Like, I'm I'm excited and I'm interested in who they're gonna cast. We're not not gonna talk about the Hamburglar, because he was creepy. Oh, my Um, God, creepy, creepy. Diego Luna is leading Rogue One next to Felicity Jones. Yes, and, uh, you know, this has really occurred to me recently. There are no white male leads in Star Wars for this generation. Like, <laughs> holy shit. But it like, feels like white people. None. <laughs> there are none. Every, like, I mean, the, the the new trilogy has, like, Finn, a black man, Rey, a white woman, uh, and Poe Dameron, who's played by a Guatemalan man. And then we have uh, Rogue One. And uh, Diego Luna is Mexican. Felicity Jones is uh, white woman. So we just need and the other name sounded um, Arabic. Of 
be great. Please. It would be great. Would <laughs> but be otherwise, great. it's just like, oh my god, this is so different. It's so different. It's finally like that feeling I had with the Clone Wars where there were so many characters and there were so many badass ladies and then you watch the trilogies and it's like, the barrel has run dry. Like, our fighters are here, but they're alone and cold. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I still remember the pain I felt when I watched the prequels and Ayla Secura went out like a punk in three seconds and I was like, she didn't sense any of that! Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god, don't let me forget to share my comicsology with you because Kanan's master, the way she goes out, is like, you like know her for one issue and then it's like, yes, I do need to remind you because I just yes. caught up with the Wicked and the Divine and it's so fucking good. Oh my god, yes. isn't it? I love it. Um, one of the characters in Wicked and Divine is basically Prince, so constantly Ooh. reading comics and just seeing Prince in my comics is kind of the best feeling ever. You should like totally tell Jamie McKelvey that. I think he'd like it. I'll think, think about it. But, um... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale was pretty great. Go figure. <laughs> was so it was surprised. two hours long, right? It didn't feel long at all. I don't know how long it was. Hmm. Um, however long it took to tell the damn story, I loved it, and I was very surprised that I loved it. It was good, solid storytelling, great acting, and there was a guy in there named Mac who's a lumberjack, and my friend called him Lumbermac, and I don't know if that's what they normally call him, but oh my god, am I all about Lumbermac? Because... <laughs> Jesus... He just had an axe. Anyway, and uh, it was cute and wonderful, and that ending made me want to punch somebody in the face. It was, it was brilliant. Good job, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay! They just keep, really pulled up. They keep crawling out of that pit, and then they, they just like, fall Let's back go. and they crawl out of the pit, and they fall back into the pit. They are determined, and I love them. Um, so Milo Minara did a cover for, I believe, an Image comic title, I think, R.I.D.W. We should click on that link. Um... But, so he was the artist who drew the controversial Spider-Woman cover, and the Mary Sue got the exclusive on this, so I, I don't know how excited they are in truth, but uh, he basically did another cover uh, for Alex DeCampi's uh, Grindhouse Drive-In Blood, um, and... Is that one? one? It's that one! And it's about women in space, and they do, like, it's about this, like... It's a, there's a story behind it. Grindhouse Drive and Bleed. No, it's something like the Grindhouse movies. Yeah, it's like a Grindhouse title. So, like, the women have, like, sexual agency and stuff. And, uh, so it's from Dark Horse. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but this cover is a lot more appropriate because I feel like, like, the way they asserted in this article is, like, this is in character for her because of blah or whatever. And you know what? Milo Minara is an erotic artist. Just have him draw erotica. Don't have him draw fucking superheroes. Like, have the man do what he's been paid to do for decades. Because he does it. And that's his job. So yeah. Uh, the Mary Sue really liked it. I'm like, whatever. I don't know the context, so I can't judge it. I didn't like the Grindhouse movies. I hated them, in mm-hmm. fact. So probably mm-hmm. won't be checking this one out. Me. Um, Wage Gap in Hollywood. Judy Greer, who is in Ant-Man, is all, and is also Cheryl from Archer, or Sherlene. Um, Hello, Country! Hello, Country! Um, she wrote a wonderful essay on the Wage Gap in Hollywood, and just, you know, she goes into the, along with the fact she goes into, like, the sheer experience, the fear of being an actress who, if you slip up or you say the wrong thing to the director or you contest your pay, 
you're gone. That's it. There are a ton of me, a ton of more people who look exactly like you that can just replace you. And it's a really great look into Hollywood. It's a really great look into the overall wage gap here in the United States. And it's also Judy Greer, so it's also really funny. So check it out. It's really cool. And that is the news. Oh my god, that took like forever. Forever. Wait, we Far- forgot to talk about MRAs getting butthurt over oh, Mad Max. Oh, oh my god. Okay, did you read about that? Like, you read the whole thing. Look how skinny so, Katrina is. Like, she's like, oh, ah, guys, let me tell I you. So amused, you guys. Okay, so there's like this crazy MRI MRA site where all the crazy MRAs go to write their crazy essays. What's it called? Return of the King. Yeah, so they're all like, boo! And so this guy goes to watch. Mad Max Fury Road, and he writes, like, the most, like, he, like, says basically that it's feminist propaganda because the women are escaping their sl- their sex slavery, and, like, uh, he calls it, uh, he says it ruins a great American legacy, even though these are Australian films. Um, he goes over how the women, or Charlize Theron, Theron uh, barks orders at Mad Max, and how nobody does except for, you know... Almost everybody in the other movies, like, he knows how to take instructions. He's not stupid. Like, if someone says something to him and it makes sense to him, he does it. So, fucking don't fuck with Mad Max. Don't fuck with Mad Max's agency. Yeah. First off. If he wants to do that, let him do that. Let him do that. Wow. Anyway, he was like, we need men and real women to boycott the movie because they trick you with all the fire and the explosions, but it's not for us. Sarah, if it was that easy to turn people into feminists, like, go see this movie, honey. Right. I'd be like, hey, I think you should go see this movie with cars and explosions and robot arms. And Charlie's (laughs) Theron? She's in it. So I... All of the men. I bet you most of the men who read it are still going to go see it. Like, yes, go into the machine. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, did you know Guys, they had a... Calm down. They had a consultant, actually, mm-hmm. in the film. Um, the woman who wrote the vagina monologues, I believe, um, mm-hmm. actually came in to talk to the women about uh, what real women who have actually been sexually exploited, what they feel like, what their thought process is, what they've done to, like, help make it much more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I read in another article that I really enjoyed, the first two Mad Max movies did have more than just explosions and killing people and things like that. It was a work of art. They were two very mm-hmm. different works of art, but they were trying to say something. Yeah. So it's not unprecedented. Like, mm-hmm. all we all just remember Tina Turner and, and the fucking Thunderdome, but that was... Tina Turner ordered Mad Max around. She did. We don't need another hero! Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay. I did not want to see this movie, but after reading all this stuff, I'm actually... I'm going to see this it. weekend. I'll be seeing Mad Max. Spread the feminist agenda! Yes. <laughs> Turn them into the feminist machine. I'll come home and say, I think the word slut is terrible. And you'll be like, yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> you oh. have manners now! Oh. You have manners now! <laughs> it's given you manners! <laughs> Now, on to our main topic. Is it time? Do we do it? Oh, shoot. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> um, so we wanted to talk to you guys about healthy criticism versus toxic harassment. Harassed. Oh, I didn't know you were going to say it with me or I said it slow. Did I eat with you <laughs> harassing our viewers? 
Don't let her harass you. Tell her no. No. Anyway, uh, so this comes up, of course, because of the whole thing with Joss Whedon, where everyone claimed that the feminists drove Joss Whedon off of Twitter instead of just believing what the fuck he said the first time he answered that question, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And what actually did happen is, yes, he was receiving a lot of vitriol and hatred from men and women, from feminists and just fanboys, um, in a manner that was not actually conducive to anything, mm-hmm. and was very harassing, and it's something that many women um, who do anything on the internet also experience. Mm, something um, he mentioned in that interview. Yes. Um, so, we just wanted to talk about the differences between the two different forms of communication with somebody who has made something that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and first off, just the first thing, of course, is that criticism is fine. It's totally healthy to criticize something that you care about, an art form that you like, because that's the only way anything can ever get better. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you... I told you before, I think the newest Mortal Kombat has the greatest, least sexist story mode I've ever played. It's fun and enjoyable no matter who you are, and that wouldn't have happened if people hadn't always made a big deal about it. If he, people hadn't been talking about it all this time, we would still get the same kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it's elevated the story of Mortal Kombat X by having these things, because now it's different, and it's it's, it's a little different from other games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole point. We've made it different and better. Um, so criticism is totally healthy and totally fine, and some of the tweets directed at Joss Whedon were actually just criticism. For example, mm-hmm. when someone said, I don't like what you've done with Natasha, I feel like you've um, made her a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. It's not harassment. That is criticism to say. That is somebody's opinion about something they have given their critique. Do you want to add anything at this point? Uh, no. Um, no, I, honestly, uh, you covered all the bases. Honestly, uh, do we want to delve into, are we still going between what criticism and harassment are? Or do we, yeah, do we let's want to dive talk into about? harassment. Okay. Yes. Um, so, yeah. harassment, on the other hand, would be the people, like the handful of really horrible, vile people that decided to say horrible, vile things to Joss Whedon about Black Widow. Like, I, I want to come to your house and kill you and shit. And these were... Hey, buddy, come on. Get down. This was an unprecedented... Weird marshmallow! Uh, so these are never okay, whether you are a feminist or an MRA or fucking President Obama, um, who, you know, President Obama wouldn't go on the internet. He's better than that. He's better than that! So is Captain America. Think about Captain America. Um, yeah, so it, that is different. That is not cool. It is not something that you do because you don't like something. That is you just being a giant baby and being violent and not cool to people. And Right. Anytime... And, appearing crazy. Right. And the easy way to tell the difference is if you're using foul language, if you're threatening harm... If you're calling them stupid and calling into question them personally, Mm -hmm. you're not critiquing someone's movie if you're talking about them, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not critiquing Joss Whedon's movie if I'm talking about Joss Whedon. Um, So those are good ways to tell if maybe that tweet you're writing was very in the moment. It's something you felt very emotional about. Mm -hmm. Take a second, read it back, and make sure you're attacking the piece and not the person. Yep. Okay. You said you had something from your wall, like, um, some... Oh, crud. Um, oh, well, it was just basically, like, we had had this whole talk about Joss Whedon leaving Twitter, um, on my wall, and this was after he was like, it wasn't the feminist, it's because I need to go nap and create things. 
Um, I just I just need to go away for a little while. Um, and after you make a giant movie, yes, you want to go on fucking vacation. Like I'm gonna talk more about that in a second. That world tour was ridiculous. I'd be like, bye. I'm going to sleep. Uh, so. Um, we just had this really great discussion on, like, the things we didn't like about the movie, and it was like, that completely makes sense to me. Like, it was just all these different people, and then, like, I just turned around and I was like, look, internet, we've done this without murdering each other. Like, look at that. Beautiful. It's totally possible. You can have civil debates with people. As long as you're not attacking a person, as long as you're not using foul language, as long as you're not threatening harm. Mm-hmm. Go at it. Please. Have these debates. Yeah. Have these discussions. Like it. We all grow as a person and as a people when we have these discussions and try to show each other different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I always talk crap about Pipers for thinking everything bad is great, but Pipers reminds me that the average person probably loves all the things that I hate, and that's important for me to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep picking on you, Pipers. Um, <laughs> uh, so, the other thing about uh, Joss Whedon and Twitter, by the way, while we're just on that topic, as we both run social media accounts before, so we're very familiar with this. I didn't have a question in my mind the first time when Joss Whedon left Twitter and said it was because he had work to do, mm-hmm. that that was in fact truly the reason. Joss Whedon does not need Twitter. He's no. not a celebrity who needs Twitter to like promote and to further... He's not Felicia Day, for example. Felicia, her social media is an integral part of who she is as a celebrity, and um, it's part of her story and everything about her... Cel- I don't, I don't want to keep saying celebrity, but everything about her career mm-hmm. is based around social media. So it's very important that Felicia stays on social media, for example. But Joss Whedon, as a director, he, and as someone who's already done a ton of work and who's, you know, we didn't even, we thought he'd gone to bed until Avengers came, right? Oh my god, Bailey, you were just being a dick what right now. What are you doing? Um, he doesn't need Twitter or social media because he's still going to be able to get directing jobs and things like that despite not being on Twitter and he doesn't need to talk to his fans there's still going to be his fans mm-hmm. so for me when someone who's famous like that and whose fame doesn't lie in social media and everything says they're leaving Twitter it's like no big deal because they don't need to be on Twitter and Twitter is like having a job just like he said that's why I didn't even question it Running, I actually run three Twitter accounts, which is down from five, but I do two of them just for fun and to be, like, an adult about shit. But it's hard. It takes up hours of my day to do social media, and can you imagine having to be a celebrity who's, like, come late into social media anyway and having to be like, what can I say that's cool to my fans today? Oh, God, That's why plenty of them have handlers run Mm -hmm. their freaking accounts. So. Yep. I can barely manage two social media accounts at this point. Um... But, uh, did you have anything else to cover on that? Or should we move on to the next point? Um. Gosh, we went through that really fast. We did, but, um, I guess we didn't have as much to say about But just a reminder that, um, and we've got some more, I've actually got one more thing on that topic, but it's in my chick pics. Just a reminder to just always take a second look. And, in fact, when you see somebody you know who's maybe a friend, Mm -hmm. even, and you see a tweet they're directing is actually more harassing than criticism, don't be afraid to be like, hey man, no need to call names. There's somebody I follow on Twitter called, I, I've never tried to say his name out loud, so God forgive me, Virinder Jabal. And he uh, is a sick activist on Twitter. He tries to be an ally to everybody, and he's very much the social justice healer mm. of Twitter. He's a great guy. But he tweets all the time when someone who, even his friend, says something that's ableist language or something that, you know, maybe he should have thought about before he or she said. Mm-hmm. Virinder is not afraid to be like, 
bro, that's not cool. Could you try not to say that? And nobody gets mad. We're not like, oh my god, how could you censor me? Like, oh, it's just like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. My mm-hmm. bad. And then Everybody on the internet just needs to chill the hell out. Like, chill the hell out. Chill. Calm down. Not everything is that crazy. Right, I mean, we're talking like, about movies and video games. Superhero movies and, and video games. Guys, I love them so much, and it does anger me personally when I think movies are bad. Like, that's just an honest feeling that you feel, and what makes us human is the decision to not go to that person's house and bash their head in, or tell them that you will, and instead go, hey, you know that thing you did with that character? That really made me, like, upset or uncomfortable, or that felt out of character for them. That is so different, and, you know, honestly, the criticism is what they want and what they look for. They want these things, like... Hopefully. <laughs> right. Anyone uh, who's a good creator wants criticism. Yeah. They want to be better. Right. You know? That's why so many of your friends who are artists in any way, whether it's writing or drawing or anything, ask you for honest opinions. Poets especially. I came I came up in the poetry community in college. So, like, mm. I used to be like, tell me all the bad things. I know you're going to tell me they're great. I don't give a fuck about it. I just want to hear the negative <laughs> thing. Um, because it, it just helps you in, in your decision-making process. And plenty of people that were lumped in with these angry people were women actually giving criticism instead of harassing, and I was sad to see that. It was really disheartening. It was just like, you're not, this isn't what we want. Like, I just want better movies. Right, and then the women who were actually (laughs) harassing, it was just like, oh, bro, you're so young. You're like 17 years old. Yeah, and you don't know yet. Little babies. They were like babies, and I was just like, oh, it's not what it is. (gasps) Don't say the word feminism because you're making me look real bad, bro. I'm really concerned for this generation and the generation, our generation, the generation directly after. I feel like all of us are going to die of aneurysms because we're so (laughs) mad about superhero stuff. Like, one day. This just in. The entire generation of millennials have fallen down dead after the release of a particularly horrible superhero movie. We'll have more on Eleven, but uh, join me as we we mourn the loss of our youth. (laughs) Next up, we're talking... (laughs) Party in the streets, our kids are dead. Yeah, great. This is why we're not parents. (laughs) So, be kind to each other, and if you don't like a thing, just tell us why. Or them why. Just say why. why. Don't threaten any. That's crazy. You're gonna, like, pop a blood vessel. Just calm down. Anita, I think you are wrong, because blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Cool. Boom. That could have been it. That's so awesome. Uh, anyway. anyway. Uh, chick fix. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> aw, Shadrach, that's so sweet. Um, so first, my friends took that advice that people say where you want to make a comic, you just need to go out and make a comic. Um, two of my friends from college have been doing that, and their comic is called Stronghold. And it's about uh, aliens taking over the Earth and rebel groups trying to fight back. Um, and they have a new Kickstarter for this set. They, uh, they released Volume 1 to a successful Kickstarter, and now they're doing Volume 2. I'm gonna paste the link. Boop. I would really love it if you guys could give, like, a dollar or something, anything to show some support. If you cannot afford to show support, I would love it if you guys could tweet about it. It would make me really happy. Yay! My first pick chick, or chick pick is... Pick chick! Pick chick! is r2kt.com. Go check out the story of Katie and send some nice wishes to her family in the 501st because being a Star Wars fan is all about embracing the rest of the galaxy. You! 
<laughs> you do the thing. Did you forget my name? No, I, I just wanted to do something really flashy. Um, so before I saw the Supergirl trailer, I saw the Black Widow romantic comedy fake trailer. And that was going to be my chick pic. So now I'm kind of like, that's not a good chick pic anymore. But I didn't have time to change it. I uh, just posted it in the chat for you guys. But it's basically, why can't uh, Hollywood get female superhero movies right? And so it shows how Hollywood would try to do a female superhero movie. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's so sad. Yep. So sad. Again, Black Widow shouldn't be in that. Kara, maybe I can get with it. I can run with it for the first three episodes, and if it's good, I'm on. Um, my second chick pick is Stanley's World of Heroes YouTube channel. It's precisely on Tuesday, May nineteenth, you should go to the channel because who knows? Someone might be on it that you know. I don't know who though, but you should check out the channel like around noon ish. Well, that's exciting. I wish I didn't have this fucking surprise look on my face, because you would think if somebody's fucking friend, somebody would have already told Sarah what was Yeah, happening. well, somebody signed an NDA, so... I signed a damn NDA about my uh, book, and you knew about it? It's okay. I, yeah, I've been hitting at it, like, all day on my it? Facebook, oh. hinting on my Facebook, yeah. and you liked it. Maybe I've just forgotten. You've forgotten! Much more likely. Jesus. Jesus. Yelling at me. <laughs> Let us call upon him to resolve this issue. Yes. Um, my third and final chick pick. I am pasting it now. <clears throat> Shout out to Pipers for pointing me to it. But um, ALB, who is a YouTuber, she's really adorable and has pink hair. And I love her. She should have um, been gem. She she should have been gem. She she's fucking gem. Um, she basically does a lot of positive videos. Uh, are really great. I think she's a great force on YouTube. I'd love to see her be even more popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a video on being a critical fan that kind of goes more in depth into the criticism aspect of it, um, helping you see why you get so worked up about things, and then like just kind of a discussion to maybe hopefully, hopefully, for anyone who doesn't quite get what we said, this is a simpler version of that. So share it with your simple friends. Who are simpler. <laughs> my final chick pick has to do... Oh my god, where is it? I was just looking at it. I think it's like two awesome games. They had a Kickstarter, and sadly, um, there was a donation last minute, 30 minutes of their Kickstarter for 7,000 uh, 7, euros or something, and uh, right at the last minute, that... Uh, donation turned out to be a fraud. So it was a troll uh, who got them to their goal, and because that troll like uh, was revealed to be a fraud right at the last minute, they didn't make any of the money, they didn't make any of their goals. So go check them out on Twitter. There are two awesome games, I believe. Um, or, you know, check out IGM, because they probably have a better story on this. Uh, and give them some support. Let's try and get their Kickstarter back up, because it uh, had an awesome, like, badass lady lead, and it looked like a really good game. So, like, let's do the thing. Let's do the right thing as gamers. Fucking trolls. Fucking terrible. Jesus. It's okay, I'll take my thunder hammer to your face, trolls. I told no. them all about our RPG nights. Ooh, so now caught up yay. On you basically being Buffy now. I am the Latina buffer. I'm like Latina, like, uh, not goth, but goth attitude buffy, and then I don't really want to do anything, but I'm here. 
and there's booze, and we stole Maroon 5's tour bus. We, I forgot to tell you guys great. that we stole yeah. Maroon 5's tour bus. And That's canon. the best decision ever. Yep. You're welcome. And we have a ghost who can pretend to be um, Libby. And she slept with a lot of young women that night. But it's, you know. And so anyway, weird. thanks for watching our podcast. Yay! Uh, Thank you. This has been Podcast. I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I am Katrina. And we'll see you later. Some other time. Bye. Bye.